As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's Top with Cheese is Philadelphia. Bo Sheel and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some birds with friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends. Bo Sheel and Zach coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings on. How do you have time to consume all this content? <laughs> You're listening to Dave Spadaro interviews. I, I take a morning bike ride and I just. Oh, I want to hear more about that. But go ahead. No, the Schuylkill Trail. I, I oh, really? Oh, yes. Wow. Yeah. Hello, everybody. And welcome to a live Birds with Friends from Radio Row at the NFL Scouting Combine in beautiful Indianapolis. Bo Wolf, Sheila Kapadia, Owen Hart over here, Zach Berman in the Blue Blazer. How are you, my friend? Doing great. Excited for this pod. It, it, it brings on something more when we're in person together for it. Although I've never done it without the screen in front of me, so I, I don't know. Mm, I don't so know. We where can't I'm see the to... comments. So for the for the All sickos right. in the chat. Also, where am I looking? Is that the camera? Okay. Into why can't you eyes. see the Gaze comments? Oh, you have a computer right I guess there. I could pull it up. Yeah. yeah why not? That would be, seem of like course something he, a host would want to do. He towers it so it's in front of him. A host should yes. do. Yeah, I think that would be good. How, how wow, would you, it's interesting. They're, they're all saying that Shield stinks. That's the, how would you rate my head size, 1 to 10? Ten? 10 being the largest. 10 being the large. Yeah. 10 being like um, yeah. the, uh, big the, head, the the disgraced uh, NFL Hall of Fame guy. I don't know. Mr. <laughs> David Baker. Yeah. Uh, Is he disgraced? In my opinion, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he was a disgraced political all right, all right, uh, all politician. Right, answer the question. Uh, if he's a 10, uh, I'm, I would say, I don't know, you seem to have a, you have a very normal-sized head. Okay. I, feel like I, I thought so, too. I went to put five. this on, and I kept going smaller, smaller, smaller. Uh, I feel like I'm in the smallest setting to get this thing to fit. Well, we, what you don't understand is that they, you know, this is where they had the athletic football show earlier, and Robert Mays was interviewing David Baker. Okay. Doug Peterson walking around. We got Nick Sirianni, Howie Roseman, Pete Carroll. Yeah, you're wearing your Seahawks colors. I think we need to start with something else, though. Uh Uh-oh, what? You got to knock on somebody? No, the Bo Wolf Starbucks article that's taking over Indianapolis right now. 
You, you can't walk through the convention center without, uh, like this, A, I'm, I'm flattered that after three years now, I'm associated with, but like, if <laughs> Bo writes something good, it's, it's, it's like someone tells me, right? Um, but if you haven't checked it out, make sure you read Bo's running diary of the JW Marriott Starbucks. This is an idea that Bo's talked about for a few years now, correct? That's true, yeah. I had and, it in my mind. And uh, I, I, will, I will sing his praises here because it, it's, it's hard to be funny. It's harder to write funny. And Bo's able to write funny. So some great lines. Well, I mean, who, uh, please tell me who are the people who have come up to you and, uh, along, uh, over the course of the day and mentioned the article to you. There's multiple people, so but I, 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 yeah, I, I don't believe it was on the record, right? So. Did they say off the record? I, I think it was understood. I don't know. I'm taking some heat on that article, you know, for my little sarcastic line, who is this for? And now you got wives of GM saying this is for me. Uh, listen, it was said in jest. Everyone wives of GMs? Yeah. I didn't hear that. Les, okay. Les needs uh, yeah. Super Bowl oh. winning GMs. Yeah. Look at that. Retweeting That's, that, yeah. thanking Bo for bringing them back to Indianapolis with his descriptive writing. So, I mean, Les Sneed. The invitation's open. Come on, Birds with Friends. He could be the official NFC West GM of Birds with Friends, I think. I have no issue with that. Okay. John Schneider might. Well, John Schneider, come on, Birds with Friends. John Lynch? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be John Lynch as far as... I don't think Lynch and Kime. I don't think it's going to be Lynch and Kime, I feel like... It's a two-man race. (laughs) If you're over there somewhere, I apologize. John Lynch, my my favorite thing of all time is that that thing I linked to in the piece on John Lynch. Why no embed there? I thought that could have been an embed. Yeah, it could have been an embed. could have been an embed. I also, we should have linked to uh, Lindsey Jones' daughter's Girl Scout cookie uh, page. Oh, okay. Another missed opportunity. Another missed opportunity. So, you know... He's the you readers here. What's your favorite joke? You stink readers. <laughs> What's your favorite joke in the in the piece? Can we just cut this off? What? <laughs> What's my favorite joke in the piece? I don't know. I mean, they're like your jokes are like just, your children. Listen, you know? you know? there's no, yeah, there's fa- no just favorite. Just go read the piece. It's a fun piece. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's maybe your, the shortest thing you've ever written. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's no, like no, five, that's it's under three thousand words, I would say. And so you can go ahead and uh, read that from start to finish. It was very good. Athletic.com/slash/birds with friends, of course, if you don't subscribe. Yes, the right. shortest thing he ever wrote, of course, was when Rick Lovato got a contract extension. Yes. That is true. That's that is true. Right. So second shortest. All right, what was the most interesting thing you heard? I'm just going to hijack it here. From well, yeah, we've got we both Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni talked publicly today for the first time since after the season. We were all there, although you know you you were yeah you were I missed the first flirting seven with minutes. Pete Carroll for a little bit, so yeah. you couldn't be there for for it all of Howie. It was a much better use of my time. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, just I mean, and so we'll talk about it, but uh, I would say, generally speaking, uh, devoid of uh, interesting. No, things. my question was, uh, what was the most interesting thing? I'll jump in. Yeah, if I can. Zach finds everything yeah, interesting, so this should be good. Well, I so, find nothing interesting. <laughs> so they, they doubled down on, on their Jalen Hurts support. If you thought they were going to take today to walk back what they said at the end of the season, right? Yeah, you know, they've, they've had a few weeks here. Potentially were able to explore the options, know what the asking prices might be. They obviously saw quarterbacks in the postseason perform at a high level. If you thought all that information was going to mean that they would kind of couch the Jalen Hurts support or leave more of the door open, they didn't do that. They, they actually, I think they, they pushed the chips on in the table a little bit more. Now, that doesn't mean that they still can't make a trade. Um, but like we've said on the podcast, the easiest thing for them to do would, would be, well, we didn't know 
that Russell Wilson was going to be available. I do think they're operating as if Jalen Hurts is going to be their quarterback. That's the most likely outcome. Uh, and uh, they, I think they believe that, that there's still more for Jalen Hurts to reach and that he has what it takes to reach it. So we shall see. Well, I mean, we talked about it the other day that, like, they, there was an opening for them to say, like, you know, we love Jalen. We think he's going to be our starter, but it's, it is my job to, like, survey the, the landscape. And they didn't do that. And as we talked about, like, this is the – you, you have to take what they say here not as what they're saying, but as why are they saying it yes. this way because it is so prepared. Like, they're just putting this out there for a reason. So what is the reason for them to double down on that? Either it is – it's true or – like they just don't want there to be speculation sure. because if he's going to be the guy, they don't want there to be, uh, even if it's even if they would like to replace him, they don't want there to be like this chatter that yeah. they're trying to replace him. That, uh, in my opinion, is what it is. I put very little stock uh, right. into it. I think Zach is right that it may be the most likely outcome. That doesn't mean I think it, that it, it is going to be the outcome. There's How no- many turkeys would you put on it out of a hundred? That's what that's what I was asked yesterday. Well, I don't know, because in my uh, bold predictions for the offseason, oh, I said they're right. going to make a yeah. move at quarterback, so I'm probably less than you. I mean, uh, looking at it right now, I would say that, what, he's going to be the starter or that it's going to be him and Minshew and, like, they don't draft That anyone. Jalen Hurts is the starter Just for that he's the 2022. Starter. So if they draft yeah. Malik Willis in the first round, that still counts. As no, that Jalen doesn't Hurts count. I don't think that counts. You just said. If they draft if the first-round the quarterback, quarterback, there's a the competition. Round, that doesn't count. Yeah, yeah, there's a competition. That they are. Okay. Yeah. Well, then I would say... 60%? 60 turkeys is what I said. Okay, yeah. yeah. Look, I, I think a, a, big, a big point of, of difference. Like a Ben Simmons? or <laughs> Like a big point, I see what yeah. you're doing there, uh, is, is that you, you hear the Denver GM and the Washington coach, and you go, I, I didn't hear the Washington GM today, but, um, but uh, publicly say we need to upgrade at, at, at this position, right? The Eagles aren't saying right. we need to upgrade They're at this position. They're in a better position. Yeah, position but come on. Teams. It's completely different situation. This is a totally different situation. Those guys have right. nobody. Well, I, but I'm saying they're not putting it out there that they're in the market for a quarterback. Right. They are putting it out there that they have their quarterback. That doesn't mean that he it's, it's, it's set in stone, right. but they are operating as if Jalen Hurts is their quarterback this year. Well, it's very simple to me. Uh, I I think that they, there's no benefit to them opening up the can of worms. I mean, they know the market right. they're in. Yeah. They know if, if just the, if all they said was, you know, we love Jalen. Jalen's our guy, but it's our job, like you said, to do more. Right. I mean, then that would be easily be the headline on everyone's story. That would be on WIP right away tomorrow. Everything. There's no benefit uh, to doing that. You're trying to have a strong relationship with the player uh, in Jalen Hurts. He's a well-liked guy in the locker room, and so there's no benefit to doing that. Now, I still believe that they will look. They will pounce on an opportunity. If they see one, I thought their uh, explanations were interesting, specifically Nick Sirianni outlining the four. It was a pretty good. That was a pretty good answer, outlining the four things he looks for in a quarterback and specifically where Jalen Hurts is in each of those. Accuracy, decision-making, being able to create. What was the last one? Like just passing the base, the baseline the base of arm, arm strength, strength, which he says is like the least important of the four. Yes, which, uh, you know, that could be, I, I guess he does pass the baseline of right. it, but, you know, certainly that is not a strength uh, of his. But I think as we've talked about it, like it is, it, it's, a, it's a decision-making problem to me, not an arm strength no, issue. No, I think it's like, both. I disagree with that. Okay. Well, yeah. I think internally they, they think the arm is, is what it needs to be. Okay. Well. Do you agree with that? 
Yeah, uh, I think that's right. To go into uh, Bo's uh, best but it's friend, all the film would sometimes suggest otherwise. I mean, look at some well, of but these things. Well, guys. that's the thing is that if you if you if he had supernatural arm strength, yeah. Yeah. he could be later on decisions, right? Like it's all. Yeah, I would he, say he, he has to find av- a way I, I would say to overcome average. what is yeah average arm strength. Yeah, basically, he is below average arm strength. I would say. Uh, then the decision-making was the other one that Sirianni, you know, it was, was decision-making and accuracy were the two that he said, that's what he needs to work on, that's what he needs to uh, get better with. And so, and those are things in their mind that are only going to improve over time with reps and reps and reps and reps, which, like, that is true, but at the same accuracy, time... accuracy, that's not always true. Well, that's fair. But do they have, like, you know, how much time do they have? Um, yeah. And I think, like, the, I think one of the, like, the, the party... Uh, lines from the Eagles right now is that like they believe in Jalen Hurts because they think that he is wired to get like he is going to hit his ceiling whatever his ceiling yeah. is. and that's, that's the what question what's like, the ceiling he's a foot you know he's a football guy yeah. he's like he loves that's all he does it's all he, it's all he loves it's all he thinks about uh, like he's going to make sure that he is as good as he can be and that you know that maybe is true but you know but sometimes that's, that's not enough that's my stock response Whenever I'm, I've, I've been asked about Hertz this week, it's like they love everything about him except the, the, the throwing the football part, which is right. the thing that matters the most. Yes, right? Right. right? So <laughs> that one got Ken yes. Ken yeah. on the yes. 400 yeah. podcast right. today, and even that one, he was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> so they think they 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 think there's there's ways they think he can improve there, and I, I think Bo put it well. We they, love we love Shield. We yeah. think he's like he's a great guy, but he, the, the guy can't write. Well, <laughs> I might agree with that. I think that would be a fair assessment. No, so to be quite honest. So. I, I think that that what what Bo said is the correct description. They think whatever that ceiling is, he's going to hit it because he's made from the right stuff. He works really hard. He has all the intangibles that you want. The question is, what is that? Is that ceiling someone who can win you games in late January and February? And I'm skeptical. Um, I I don't know if they are skeptical or not. Uh, I I also think that they don't think this is like the the end all be all decision, right? That they can use the picks and use their resources to build the roster around the quarterback. Right. And if it turns out this year, if Jalen's the quarterback, and it turns out that he he's not what they hope he's going to be, then they have the roster around to put a quarterback in. So we'll see. Well, well, we have had this discussion, uh, I think, amongst ourselves, but, like, fully committing to Jalen Hurts, like, looks a little bit different than just continuing the path that they yes. have, right? Like, you would, you would build the offense out in a slightly different way. You would go even heavier into, like, the quarterback-inclusive, you know, uh, part of the, of the running game. You would probably, like, I would think you would, like, find a backup quarterback who complements him better, like, who could keep that offense uh, going. Yeah. I think you would maybe look for a slightly different that. personnel. Okay, well, that's Minshew fine. Minshew is fine. Yeah, Minshew's fine. Yeah. But, but I think, like, it fully committing to him looks different than, like, we're giving him another chance in this yeah. offense, and it's really we're building the roster for a quarterback to be determined. Yeah, I think they're. Uh, I think the most likely outcome, like you said, is you buy a year. I mean, Zach put it perfectly. Right. You buy a year if he's the guy uh, next year. If he plays really well and makes those strides you want to see, then that's a great outcome. If he doesn't, 
But I don't know. I mean, the reason I think that they're not going to be that patient, like who's to say next year, next year's offseason could look like this year's offseason. Right. Maybe there's not the quarterback. Yeah. And yeah. if there is, teams aren't just like, oh, yeah, I love, you know, uh, Bryce, Bryce Young come out next year, right? Yes. Yeah, I love Bryce Young. I have the number one Philly pick. Guy. But, yeah, you know, send me three picks and I'll move down. No, I mean, if there's the Joe Burrow, if there's that guy, the team usually just sits there and takes him. They're not going to be bad enough, I don't think, to be in, like, the top five uh, Next year, they're probably going to be somewhere in the middle of the NFL uh, between seven and ten, and nine and eight, and then it's still another tough to say. I mean, who knows? I guess you know what? I mean, if they do love the Russell Wilson option, uh, I feel like that may be more likely next off season than this off season. I was going to ask you that yeah. because because you would know better than us, obviously. Yeah. Like, is is Wilson a realistic <laughs> option here? Because if yeah. if he's not a realistic option, I. Unless they were in the Deshaun Watson market, I don't see where else they would turn. Yeah, I would. I don't say think there. I don't think I would not rule out Deshaun Watson. I mean, I don't. I don't like the speculation game with that with him. But it feels like to me like they're still keeping their eye on that. Yeah, situation. I mean, he and Howie was asked about uh, Watson in the press conference. Now I know you don't talk about it, but like that's one where I feel like if you wanted to just shut it down, and that would pretty easy you could just shut it down and, right. and you don't have to answer any more questions about it if you've already ruled it out and there's no chance you're even thinking about that anymore then you could go ahead and say that and I, they haven't done that uh so far uh my feeling on uh, after we've been here in uh, indy for a few days on russell wilson is that the most likely outcome is that he is not traded they run it back for another year and then next year i mean if they're not good this year then they're probably going to face a whole offseason of change uh next off season and just the way his contract is set up, he would be entering the final year of his deal. So you trade him, he can sign, you know, the big extension with his new team. You can still get draft capital in return. You might make other changes as well. Now it's still the never say never phase. Like I mean, who knows? It's still uh, it's still early, and uh, maybe there will be a godfather offer. But just um, my understanding is that they're in a spot where they just want to. They feel like they. Can, win games next year they're not going to be forced into trading him this year he's not going to twist their arm he's not that dissatisfied where he's going to be like you know doing something crazy even then you don't have a lot of uh, agency as a play he's under contract for the next two years so unless he's going to be like yeah i'm willing to miss uh game checks or whatever it would be a whole lot of drama without anything happening and so uh, i don't see it making sense from their perspective as an organization uh but next offseason could be a totally different story. So maybe that's part of the uh, calculus, the math, the arithmetic, trigonometry. What's think, the go-to? I think the calculus. Bo's, Bo's too busy. I'm, I'm looking for the waving uh, at people. Yes. So the, popular. The, the fans watching. Good. The fans watching. Oh, I'm going to get a chance to watch Teron Davenport <laughs> walk by. That's yeah, really yeah. the Eagles fans. Love it, Teron Davenport. How could you not? Big John time. Robinson called him T today in the press conference. Mm. Yeah. It's a good not question. TD? It's a good question, T. T. Oh, T. Okay. Zach got a uh, Zach got a Zach from Howie today. Huh. I couldn't get into Howie question. I showed up late, and then uh, it was man that I I have to say the Eagles presser is different than every other <laughs> team. And I know we've joked <laughs> about this before, but like I've sat on on a lot of these over the last two days. New York is not like it. I mean, there's no there's pauses. Like who was it? Cleveland. I mean, there's like these three second pauses in between questions yeah. where I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll fire one at you. Uh, Stefanski, but it's just like I mean, Eagles, the guys aren't even finished their responses four people are yelling they're uncomfortable but it's just I got three times as many questions in the Doug Peterson as I did Nick Sirianni Oh yeah, Doug, that, it was not hard it, even though we were all there for Doug, yeah. it was not as hard I wanted to ask Howie uh, 
and maybe you know you guys might have insight uh, into this with the, having spent a couple days here. Does he feel like this type of offense that they ran in the second half of last season is sustainable? Right. To the point where you can contend for championships over multiple years running this type of offense. How do you? Th- well, never mind. We're going to do our press conference segment <laughs> later, right? Yes. Save it for yeah. that. Okay. That, I will lead with that question. Okay. You can chew on it. Zach's, you know, and Zach, Zach's going to be uh, <laughs> not Howie, but a pretend general manager with Howie's track record of moves. The current Eagles general manager. Okay, but I'm answering. Don't overcomplicate. I'm, I'm he's answering me. Be Howie, but he's answering it how he thinks. How, uh, how he would. If answer. he were Howie's right hand yeah. man, saying Howie, here's how you know okay. he had, he was in Howie's ear. He's got the headset on, and he can just hear every question. And then Howie, repeat after me. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, we won't do that just yet. Let's finish talking about what they actually did say. Uh, there wasn't. A, there wasn't. I mean, again, not a ton of interesting stuff. Uh, some like just. Notes that we should get off there. Jason Kelsey uh, Sirianni was asked about. And he said no decision yet. The, the keg arrived yesterday. Now, I thought he sent the keg like a I, month ago. What I agree. That? What is this nonsense? Yeah, I was actually curious about that. And I, I, I don't know if that was like, if that's big enough to like follow up about. But <laughs> I mean, he's, a, he, he's either a liar or... <laughs> or he sent or, another keg. Or right? he's like me and he just does things months later. But he, he's, he even told us where he sent the keg from. Uh, yeah, love give a real pop to whatever that the was. The Lower like Marion Beverage Company. Beverage yeah, like low, that. a lot yeah. of pop. Ooh. Big time pop. Hopefully other Eagle sponsors. Speaking so. of big time pop, yeah. Daniel Popper walking around. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, so Kelsey, still no decision. Uh, again, I think the like the need to replace him is overstated, but but that's a conversation for another day. Um, the uh, like replacing Ian Cunningham and Brandon Brown, how he basically said they're not going to make a move until after. Uh, the draft process uh, plays itself out, right? Yes, and he wants the league to look into this. Yeah, no, I didn't. What, did he mean like the Eagles, or did he mean the league? No, the you league. Think, you think he thinks the league he, needs to make a change? Yes, I, I think he thinks that. That is like whiny. I, I think he thinks that. Like, I, I mean, I can't speak for him. Yeah, but my can guess you, would can be. Can you explain who those people? Yes, are okay. So sure. Ian Cunningham and Brandon no, yes. Brown, Fair enough. both of whom uh, were were directors of player personnel, so they weren't oh, vice I presidents, can note on that. Go ahead. but but they were directors, uh, and they had the same title, and they overlapped in in terms of the pro scouting and the college scouting. So 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 big members of the scouting staff were hired as assistant GMs elsewhere. Cunningham in Chicago, Brown with the New York Giants, and the Eagles made repeated mentions of it being a rival team, right? Um, and I think the, the, uh, the issue that Howie has is the timing. Uh, if you're not hiring a GM, you would typically want these moves to occur after the draft. And the reason being because they've had meetings you know, leading before these guys left. Right. Um, As he said, they know, they know what I, I know, what, like, I know what they think, but they also sort of know what I think, which yes. is not great. Yes. Um, and, and so it's, it's different when you're hired to be a, a GM, but maybe for number twos, you often see that come after the draft. For instance, the Eagles hired Joe Douglas after the draft in mm-hmm. 2016. Um, and that's when you often see, see uh, scouts and, and uh, front office changes at the non-GM level. Now, uh, I don't know, man, like, you don't want to deny work, something. These yeah. people are working for you. Like, just be happy for them. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, a good life. That's a good life. Uh, advice. I agree. Yeah. Like, I agree. You're going to be fine. Yes. So it's not, a big, big, it's not a big deal. If they know you prefer like 
one quarterback to another. Also, it doesn't really matter. By the way, just be uh, happy for them. As was reported in the Athletic last year, I don't know that everybody in the organization knows Howie's preferences for every. Right. I yeah, mean, that's a good keep point. That pretty, unless it's Jeffrey Leary going to be an assistant GM. <laughs> well, somewhere. that's actually it's interesting. That's I, if I can pull up the exact quote because he's he did sort of couch it. He said it something like. Uh, like they, they, I know what they think, and they know a little bit about what I think. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> they know a lot, especially at this point. I mean, how much do they know about what you think? Your, your well, I don't job know how m- yeah. is to collaborate between yeah. analytics, coaching, ownership, and the personnel staff. So I don't think you know he's gonna. I mean, maybe there's a little note here and there, but he said we 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 had all the reports, so we know what they think. They may know a little bit about what I think too, which isn't great. So yeah. It's kind of like just as much of an edge for you to, I mean, right. if you think those guys have influence. I right, don't know. so just be happy. It doesn't seem like, like that big of a deal no, to no, me. No. Um, I think so Brandon that, Bean, the same thing happened to, well, that was for Joe Shane. Yeah, that was for a GM job. But did anybody else leave from there? I, I feel like they had, they had coaches leave, but I don't know if no there were other scouts. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he basically. Well, no, because they took Brandon Brown. I think, I think you're not allowed to, like, fill out a whole staff. You can hire, like, okay. a one right-hand man or, right. or something like that. Yeah. Um, um, so, uh, so what else was a, t- a, a takeaway? Look, this is fairly obvious, but Howie Roseman didn't um, try to hide it. They are going to upgrade at defensive end this offseason, or they're, they're, they're going to try to, or their their pass rush. He said it will it'll be a, I think his quote would be a major surprise if if, if they don't add there. Um, but then and, he said he re- he's like, shoot, yeah, I shouldn't have said that. Well, well, because no, so I mean, what are they going to do? Not make a move? Like, well, no. So this class, that'd be good. No he was saying, so it got like three guys. Like, so this, that. so this class uh, is built by you know our Dane Brugler and NFL Network's Daniel Jeremiah uh, and other draft analysts as as a really strong D, as a strong edge rusher class. That's the strength of this class. And so when Howie was asked about that being the strength of, the, of this class. He said he doesn't want to comment on that anymore because it's burned him before, and he, he once referred to a historic running back draft class when the Eagles mm. ended up with Donnell Pumphrey. He referred to a historic, <laughs> a historic defensive line draft class when the Eagles ended up with Andre Dillard, Miles Sanders, and J.J. Ortega-Whiteside right, with, their top, right. with their top three picks. Oh, a historic, but also like... Wait, the, a, 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 and, and the third one here, a historic wide receiver class. I don't know if he used historic then, but he, he, that was the strength of the class, and they ended up with Jalen Rager that yeah. year. So, <laughs> so I, I, I think... And, I and, think just like don't remember that stuff if you're the general manager. Like, <laughs> just move well, on. Like, why well, do you still remember that stuff? Well, because right. I, look, in in his defense, you don't. Know, no one ever lets him forget. He probably in, goes down in, the street and people no, yell in, at him about it. In his why. in his defense, there are annoying reporters on this beat who make references to like you know the two thousand and You're talking about me. No, I'm making fun of myself. Like the two thousand fourteen uh, free agent safety class, right? Or mm. like uh, you know, um, if if the, the the year that they took Pumphrey. Uh, right. I think I I might have written a little too much about the quote unquote historic running back draft no, class. No. And uh, uh, look, so I I I get why he doesn't want to frame it that way because you never know how the board's going to fall. But as I've written, as I've said, I I seldom make bold proclamations, but they will draft a defensive end in the first round. One thing that is very much on my radar is. Uh, and it's a little bit in conjunction with having lost Cunningham and, and Brown, is how much Howie has spent this offseason, like if you watch his interview with Dave Spadaro on the Eagles yes. website, uh, talking about like how important it is that they have this offseason to, to go about building the roster with the coaching staff, like knowing the scheme, knowing uh, what kind of players they want, knowing how the guys on the roster fit. And like 
that's a bit of a red flag to me. It's I a concern. Like I, they shouldn't be building the roster just for the coaches. Like sometimes you got to find the best players, and the coaches got to coach. And it's also like if you're just like thinking about it in a Machiavellian sense, like it's a built-in scapegoat for him to be like, we're like my job is to get the players for the coaches and not just to get the best players. Like, well, hence the listen, John Rager pick, the Jalen Rager pick. <laughs> yeah. Like all we hear about, like the the retroactive reason for it is that. The coaches thought he was going to be a good fit yep. in the offense. So, guess what? Like, maybe they shouldn't be the ones making the picks. It's just something that's like very much on my radar. And like, you know, Jonathan and I asked Howie about this question uh, because with Gannon, for instance, you want to find guys for his scheme. Well, he might be a head coach next next off season. And I thought his answer on this was was fair. Like, this the type of defense they want to play is they're sort of committed to that. It's not like Gannon's scheme, but I just like it's a thing that's on my radar. Like how much. He's talking about building it that way. Uh, I think it pertains way more to the offense than the defense. I mean, the defense, <laughs> I don't want to just start ripping it. <laughs> There's nothing all that special or creative about the defense that you're picking specific. Jeez, you're, you're really <laughs> picking specific. Unless, like I said before, unless you. I hope he doesn't run in again tonight. Yeah. <laughs> you can just find safeties anywhere because they're just going to be 25 yards <laughs> off the line of scrimmage, yawning for half the game. So maybe that would be one wow. thing to keep in mind. But I mean, like, deep, you need pass rushers regardless of what defense you play, you need defensive tackles. Uh, corner, I guess it could come into, but they play they more man in the second half. Different defensive tackles, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess I, I, I don't think it's that. But I mean, offensively, I don't know what their vision is. Is their vision to juice up? Well, it's the, the same the thing with Hurts, right? Like, is their vision to juice up the run game and making it even more dynamic, or is there hope that uh, it's actually going to evolve and maybe they won't be so run heavy next year and that the passing game will be better? Now, that's another question. I'll. Uh, well, the other the other the other party line that that is annoying me a little bit right now is that like like we the reporters and the people uh, talking about this team are the silly ones for thinking they need wide receiver help. Like, what are you talking? We got Devontae Smith. Like, Quez Watkins is a really good number two. I mean, nobody likes Quez Watkins more than I do. But like, let's uh, what? Who are Doesn't we kidding? Sound like, true. you seems like they like him more. Than I don't people. think that's true. I mean, well, you need more than two. I liked him first. You need more than two guys. Number one. Yeah, like they de- they desperately need wide receiver. I think that, I think that's deliberate on their end. Um, I don't think they they want to create this impression that this like big receiver's coming because they don't know how that market's going to be. They don't know. Mm. Um, but I I also I I disagree with this notion. And I'm not saying the Eagles have it, but I've heard it from 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 draft analysts that like this is such a a, a deep receiver um, class now that you can find starters in like the third or fourth round. That's that's hard to do, right? Like uh, the studs are early on um, if if you pick them correctly. Uh, now you can find. Yeah, I would like, need to see like a uh, analysis of yeah. it, but I would tend to agree with you. Yeah, so so I, I mean, you you really need to be good at scouting receivers, which the Eagles haven't proven to be. To think that well, we can just run it back, add someone in a middle round, and be okay. Um, I'm not saying they're going to draft a receiver in the first round for the third year in a row. Although I wouldn't rule it out because of the surplus of picks, and I do think they're going to add a veteran, but they probably don't want to create the impression that. Like they're shopping at the top of the market for one. Now, I, I, 
I was looking at at Shields list, and we'll get to this in next week's pod or two weeks pods. What's next, the Quackatology next week? Quackatology yeah. next week. Okay. The following week is actually there are some there are some uh, receivers to definitely keep your eye on <laughs> for the Eagles. Um, I mean, but, none of uh, us are sleeping this week anyway. Who are we kidding? Yeah, but I I, I keep yawning. <laughs> I should have got a, I should have got a tear. Why do we do? I should have got a water. This? Yeah. Normally my yawn. I need a water know, badly. Yeah. Just, uh, um. But uh, I I. My lips are very chapped. I can carry this for you know ten minutes. You just want to go get some water? No, no, we got to play through. I mean, no, please. I I think they're over. You know, I got to once I commit to a bit. I mean, it's like the Starbucks thing. I got to finish this thing. See it, see it through to the end. Yeah, flexing on the Starbucks thing already. Yeah, yeah. I I think they're overrating um, their their group. Like you need you need more than two, obviously. And um, I mean, and even and and and, and Quez isn't like a a definite two. There's there's projection there as well. Sure. and uh, like, you know, guys get hurt. You can't just like, you're not yeah. just going to have Devonte Smith and Dallas Goddard for sixteen ga- or yeah. seventeen games for sure. Like, let's let's be fair here. But but there are. Uh, this is going to be fun to talk about the receivers in this draft class as, as well. We'll see what they do in free agency. But there are some guys that I I I actually think I, I know who both of you guys will have, will will be your your first round draft crush a wide receiver. I don't think you know me that well. I, I'm just speculating. Do it. Pull a Gilbrandt. Write it down on an envelope. <laughs> you know, and then reveal it when when we decide who. We I like. want to be like Howie and Joe Douglas writing Derek Barnett's name at the same time. Yeah, right? there you go. Um, how do you guys feel about the uh, the basketball hoop? Yeah, I was going to say you really should have led with that. That was probably mm-hmm. the most interesting thing. So upgrade. So we should also explain what, 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 yeah, what, what that is. Stone Cold Newsman. Last year, if you remember, these were all virtual interviews, um, and they played rock paper scissors shoot. I remember. Bo did it in person. Now with you these call prospects. it rock paper scissors shoot. Rock paper scissors. Yeah, I, I mean I go RPS, but I, that shoot. I say rock paper bit. scissors, but when you do it, you yeah, do you rock paper shoot. scissors. Yeah, okay, so the, name the, the game is yeah, rock paper scissors. Yeah. Correct. Um, this year to gauge a player's Ken, competitive. Ken just give give us the cut. It. All right, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, that really? Is, uh, that's oh. I would uh, I would so say uh, offensive. Yeah. 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 That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's, that's a felony offense. This, this 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 Yankee over here doesn't appreciate the uh, paper rock. Um but uh they uh, they upgraded or changed to basketball on a mini hoop and we should explain with, they, a, with a Villanova logo. Yeah, I was going to say they didn't send like a quality control coach to a local sporting goods store to find one here. Uh, they packed it. They packed a basketball hoop with a Villanova logo, and uh, it is it's set up now. Nick Sirianni did not want to say who's done the best at this because he doesn't want to reveal who they've interviewed. But Ooh. but Sam Howell, the North Carolina quarterback, told reporters this morning uh, that he only made two of five shots. Which I mean, and, for a quarterback, what are we doing? What kind of hoop is this? Are, I think yeah. it's one of those like Fisher Price. Yeah. So. Like the kind of thing I have in my basement. Right? Yeah, oh, yeah, those oh, are where like the hoop it will be at my waist level. Well, I would probably li- they probably lift it all the way up to the top. So you're shooting with the little orange ball. I think so. I, I mean, I don't know for sure. Is that, is that your under? It was hard to get follow. Uh, honestly, I I, I, I did have questions, but I I wasn't going to burn my follow up questions on that. I was going to kind of pack it all in the one. <laughs> I want to know how high they're having it, how far they're shooting from, and and what ball they're using because mm. you know if if, if that depends. You know, the quality of your shot will depend on the ball. I mean, we've been talking about we're all very excited about this this woman on the Iowa basketball team. They need to be drafting her. I agree. 
She's fantastic. Yeah. We did, oh, yeah. They're not gonna, she's not going to be playing in Philly. Big, women's Big what Ten tournament is, is here, but uh, we're not going to be here for, for their game. Okay. I don't know the answer. Okay. So, uh, and Sirianni cited the Gardner Minshew anecdote that Minshew explained when the Eagles drafted, oh, I'm sorry, when the Eagles acquired him, and Minshew mentioned that in the pre-draft process, he... Another yawn from Shield for sorry, the audio listeners. He visited Indianapolis. And he actually did a, a, I don't know if it was a three-point contest or a free-throw contest with Sirianni. And it got so competitive that Minshew took off his dress shirt because he, he realized this, this thing was getting that, serious. Pulled out that uh, sword that he likes to play with? No, he said shirt. <laughs> What's the joke? <laughs> Am I missing something, Will? I think you are. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm focused on this podcast. Is it? Uh, it's good. It's good. <laughs> it's ended. <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to do it. I mean, I think that there's like a, this is this is one of those things where I'd like to have a strong take, uh, like I love this or I hate this, and it, to me, it's like. It's totally fine. Yeah. They've got these four hours of interviews to get through, so it spices things up a little bit. You get, like, you're try- it is an icebreaker. You're trying to get a sense. You're trying to loosen them up a little bit. I mean, I think you could run the risk of, like, overvaluing it, like uh, this guy versus this guy. Well, you know, he, he was really into that, uh, you know, free throw shooting. Like, okay, calm down. But I think it's totally fine. Well, you did your scouting at the Senior Bowl this, this way. What did you learn? Did you learn anything about a player's competitive spirit? Uh... Yeah, I mean, yes, but I learned about their competitive spirits, but I don't think that that should be that the deciding factor yeah. on whether where they should be drafted. It's fine to do. It's an icebreaker. I, you know, if, if nothing else, you show them that you're kind of a fun. Uh, maybe you don't take right. it too seriously. That you're a, uh, a yeah, fun spot, and, yeah, from but there's... it also has, should have, yeah has, have no influence or bearing, in my opinion, right. on anything. All right. Anything else from uh, what we heard today, or should we take a little break? Oh, are we going to get to Doug after the break? Oh, sure. Why don't we do, we'll do break, Zach's uh, faux interview, and then, because we have to take another break after that, then we can do Doug and any other leftovers. All right. Okay. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. They're talking. We are back on Birds with Friends. I was watching the other thing. All right, let's play this like we are. We're a national and this is Radio Row. Ready? And scene. Welcome back to Birds with Friends, live from Radio Row at the NFL Scouting Combine. Bo Wolf, Shil Kapadia, very pleased to be joined by NFL Eagles general manager, Howie Roseman. Howie, how's this week treating you? It's great to be back here in 
Indianapolis after missing last season. I got to say, I was looking forward to this show most. No disrespect to the Draft Network over there or the LA Football You're Network us over up there. And I like it, uh, but this is the one that I've had circled on my calendar for two years now. Let's let's take the gloves off. Let's get at it. Thanks for joining us, Howie. You know, uh, you've obviously had an amazing run as the Eagles general manager. Just uh, what four playoff seasons in the in the past five seasons brought the city of Philadelphia a Super Bowl title. I know you, and I know you're a hundred percent focused on bringing that Lombardi Trophy back to what is it, Broad Street there in Philly? Is that Broad Street, right? That's correct, you. I okay. I need to tell you the, the the feeling you have when you're on that bus going up Broad Street. There's nothing like that, man. And and once you taste it, you do everything you can to try to get it back. Well, I'm glad you said that because that's exactly where I'm going with this question. Now, last season, your organization puts together this unbelievable change in offensive philosophy in the middle of the season, goes with a run-heavy attack, makes the playoffs. Just an amazing job top to bottom. My question for you is, is that type of offense with that run game sustainable allow you to compete for championships year in and year out going forward? Well, that's a good question, Shio. I, I wouldn't frame it as sustainable. I do think that you need to do whatever it takes to win the game on, on Sunday. Whatever it takes, and, and it takes a different form every week. Some weeks you're going to run the ball. Some weeks you're going to pass the ball. But philosophically, we want to pass the ball. We want a quarterback who can get explosive plays downfield. And we believe we have one, and we, we believe we have the weapons to do so too. Now, it's a work in progress. You, you need to understand that uh, the way it looks last season might not be the way it looks next season or the year after that. We're, we're building here, but uh, to answer your question succinctly, we, we went with what worked last year, but we are going to continue to grow and evolve as the players grow and evolve. Well, you know, Howie, your job, we know this. Like, your job is to be paying attention to what's going on in the rest sure. of the league, right? So we know you like Jalen Hurts. You said up there today you like Jalen Hurts. But there's these quarterbacks out there who might be able to, like, supercharge mm-hmm. this run for you. Russell Wilson, that guy in Houston. How much work are you doing? Well, I have responsibility to uh, my obviously our, our fan base, everyone inside our building, to do everything we can to win the Super Bowl. Uh, and that's our North Star. Now, uh, I need to be careful what I say here, but I'm, I'm not trying to avoid the question, but I can only talk about players that are on my roster. What I, I, I will admit this. When you watch the NFC Championship and the AFC Championship and you watch the Super Bowl, there's a level of quarterback play that it takes to win those games. And I believe to be standing in the end, you need one of those quarterbacks. Now, can Jalen be that guy? Uh, look, he has, all, he has all the intangibles. He has all the tools. It's going to be up to him and up to us to see if he can get there. Uh, with that said, I, I, I have a responsibility to do everything I, I can to field the best team. But um, we're not knocking on doors trying to upgrade at that position because we are intrigued by what we have. But, uh, look, I'm going to listen to everything that, 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 that comes across my desk, and it would be irresponsible of me not to do so. You see what I see over there, Shield? Looks like an open door to me. Well, it, it, I think he's leaving it open. Ex- I think he's leaving it open. Excuse me, Bo. Let me, let me, uh, I'm, I'm going to push back on you here, okay? 
this quarterback we have, I, I heard this great anecdote during the scouting process when he shows up at Alabama as a freshman, and you know what he wants to do? He wants to unseat the guys who are starting there. Okay? Oh, I thought you were going to say uh, maybe go grab some Chick-fil-A at the Student Union. Mm. Well, they have an outstanding yeah. Student okay. Union there, right? Okay. Um, those SEC schools, they're... They are uh, these. Take it easy, Alex. We don't want you to. We're not on a look, delay these, here. Okay. These facilities, if if, if facilities, okay. <laughs> if, if you love football, man, you should see what they're building. You should down see there. these student unions. Well, um, look, I'm I'm focused on the football practices, <laughs> yeah, but, of course, of course. but 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 you know, you're in a rush going from practice to meeting. You, we, I I read a great story you you wrote, Bo. Um, it was again. I, I like the butter. I like. I the think butter. it was. It was two years ago. You you followed around one of our scouts and and you showed the life of a scout. And I'm glad you did that because that, that that really look. We're here in Indianapolis and and this gets a lot of attention. But what you need to know is this work goes on year round. There are guys who are they're away good. from their families. They're they're uh, look. They are staying at roadside hotels, putting miles on rental cars, and they're doing it so we can have the edge over. Look, I. See the Raiders banner over there, the Cowboys banner over there, the Giants. I don't want to use that term. The, the Jets. Um, a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of places that haven't been lifting banners anytime recently, unlike you. Hey, you said that, not me. But uh, what, what we're trying to do is get the edge any way we can. And uh, so I would say that um, I, I would tell Jalen this. We want to win. And if you think you're the guy who, who, who can win this, go show me. Because you're going to have that opportunity. Go show me. We play a little game here at uh, Birds with Friends called Turkeys to the Kingdom. Now, I know you like to play things. I'm so touched you remember uh, the name. Uh, I, I know you like to play things close to the vest, but look at it. You know, we were talking off air, and I said, you can say what you want here. People are Half the people are going to think it's legit. The other half are going to you know, think it's misdirection. I mean, you've been around this league oh, yes. a long time. So and I know the way the Philip Media works, yeah, too. So. Right. Hey, listen, give them something to talk about on Sports Talk Radio. You know what I mean? So, all right, let's do a little Turkeys to the Kingdom. You have three first-round picks, mm-hmm. as everybody knows, mm-hmm. in this year's draft. Uh, three scenarios. One would be that you might want to move up. Another might be that you might want to move back. And a third would be that you pick all three at the original spots. Give me well, give me a little ballpark estimate. You know, like like Bo said, it's amongst friends. No one's listening. At uh, you know, well, well, how many turkeys you would put on each of those three scenarios? Well, the, the great thing about having assets in, and uh, I'll give credit to my friend Sam Hinkie, the former general manager of the Sixers, who talked about optionality. Former. Right? Oh, breaking news! Sam Hinkie. Oh, Sam Hinkie. Hinkie. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. um, I'm sorry. You're right. Yes. A long day. You know, uh, <laughs> um, Paul was out late last night. He oh, was at a Starbucks. He had I'm like not seven, surprised. He had seven. That was a great article. All, all, all my buddies yeah. are texting me that. I I, I got to read that one, Bo. Thank you. I wish they would subscribe. And where were you? Well, you don't you don't drink coffee, Howie? Oh no, I, I'm energized by football. Okay. Right. So <laughs> uh, so uh, this is a way of saying that. We have the ability to move up if there's a prospect there that's a generational player or we feel he can become one. We have the option of moving back if we have to. Uh, look, I'll give you guys a little something here. All right. My, my obligation to the fans and to our, our organization is to think short-term, mid-term, long-term. Um, and if we can build the roster this year while also replenishing future assets – uh, that that would be appealing to me. So, look if anyone if any other teams teams is listening, shops open. Okay, if you want to move into the first round, 
look, you all have my number. I'll take it. I'll take your calls at any time. All right, and and we'll find a deal that works. But uh, if I had to give you percentages, I would say the lowest percentage is us um, sticking with all three of those picks because mm, willing dealing. Yeah, that's that's the that's that's what's fun about being a a, a GM and uh, this is a, a league where everyone has the same assets. Unfortunately, this year we have more assets than everyone else, right? Um, so we are 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 going to take advantage of that. Um, then I, I would say. The next likely one would be um, moving up because, look, we're not a player away. So I, I'm allowed to mention these, these players by name, right? If, if we were to move up to get, you know, um, one of the top DNs and we have to give up our picks, I don't – and I also – I think the strength of the draft might be where we are. So I actually think we're in a good spot because teams are going to be calling us. And, uh, and then the most likely option is us uh, moving back or moving into next year. Wonder if you would indulge us, Howie, and do a little like word association. I've got a little, a few, few names here for you. We'll just go rapid fire. Tell okay. me what the first thing that comes to mind. You ready? Let's do it. Nick Sirianni. Energy. Jason Kelsey. Legend. Carson Wentz. <laughs> uh, a first round pick. That's pretty good. Andy Reid. Because it's a Super Bowl champ. Uh, Andy Reid. Uh, I owe, I owe so much to Big Red, right? So, uh, um, great offensive mind. Zach Berman. <laughs> uh, really annoying reporter. <laughs> um, no, uh, look, I, I like Zach. He works hard. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, he really takes an interest in team building. Uh, he's, he's not just, just, just trying to get, like, the, uh, the, 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 with the clickbait, right? He's, he, yeah. he's really trying to just show how we build this roster, how decisions are made, why decisions are made, and and uh, I appreciate that in a, in a reporter. One more for you, Topanga. <laughs> I'll tell you off air, but <laughs> no. Uh, no, yeah, I thought that was a good way to end it. Uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll be seeing you uh, throwing them back at St. Elmo's tonight, am I right? No, I, 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 I got oh, beatings. Cocktail and then, sauce. Okay. Oh, cocktail sauce. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, you know, that, you, that that will clear your sinuses, that, that, that cocktail sauce at right. St. Elmo's. All right. Well, Howie, thank you for joining us. Good luck this season. Hope you get the quarterback you're looking for. Uh, I, I know what you're trying to do there. You can't get me. I'm, I'm a veteran at this. All right. Thanks for having me on, guys. Back after this on Birds with Friends with Bo Wolf and Chilcapadia. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back on Birds with Friends. Zach, good to have you back. Great to be back. 
let's talk a little bit about Doug. And actually, we had a, we had a chat question for Sheil. He wanted you to expand a little bit on the difference between the Philly reporters and uh, what else you see around these press conferences. I mean, it's just uh, very difficult to get a question in, uh, and nobody waits. For the, <laughs> there's not a millisecond of of quiet between when there's the, also like a pride within the beat core that it's like that yeah like, yeah no i'm not yeah no. in. this is why i can go Bo pulled some muscle today i can go anywhere else and get a question in now you know that's that's uh it's helped me so yeah there's there's just no once a question has been answered once the last word is out of howie roseman's mouth uh four people are yelling for the next question sometimes they don't even wait until the answer is uh, finished and they start yelling, whereas every other place, every other press conference I was in on, uh, the person finishes their answer and then there might, you know, it's not a long time, but there might be like a second and then you can get there was to your a, There was a funny moment like that and I think Jalen Hurts' first in person press conference this year because he went yeah, through the whole, right. like, virtual his, his rookie year and so he was like, what is going on? And people were just <laughs> shouting over each other. Uh, to get questions in. I think in, he but. said, that's how y'all do it, huh? Yeah, that's how y'all do it. Yeah, yeah you're right. Uh, all right, well, uh, you guys, I wasn't in on Doug. I, you know, I did have a chance to see Doug at the Starbucks uh, on his way to that's the press right. conference. Can we read about that? Uh, you could, you could. Uh, but I didn't get a chance to sit in on his presser. You guys both did. What did you, what did you learn about the handsome devil? Well, I, I'll give a little tease. You can read about this on The Athletic. I, I, I wrote a piece and. Uh, thought it, it, it kind of summarized where Doug is here, but I will defer to our national reporter here because um, he, he has his pulse on the league. Well, I thought there were a few really uh, interesting things that, uh, that came out of it. One is you can tell what Doug's messaging is going to be. You know, he was asked about sort of the state of the franchise, and, and Bo, this was in your diary too, uh, you know, the negativity surrounding the Jaguars since they've won, what, more than six games once in 10 years, I believe it is. And, uh, you know, he was very much saying, like, we are going to talk about that. We're not, you know, I'm not going to tell you that's not true. Like, I can just see him in front of the team kind of using that. Yep. Didn't you get that sense where he's just going to oh, yes. be like, listen, this team, this organization has been a laughing stock last year for years. Uh, we're going to turn things around. Uh, and that's really why he's the coach there, to bring that credibility, stability. So you could almost, you know, Doug always had those talking points. What was the one after the Super Bowl? The new normal. The new normal, the, new normal, the yeah. one that backfired. Okay, so he's not bringing that back, which is good. The new normal, but I can already tell that that's going to be a big part of his messaging uh, in Jacksonville. That, that was one thing that stood out. The other thing, Zach, you really had my back on this one because I asked the question. Uh, I didn't feel like I got a great answer. You, Bo, you're good at this too. Uh, you came back. I don't know if you meant to do this or not, but your next question yeah. got to the heart yes. of what I was trying to ask. And that was basically in Philadelphia, Doug, you basically said you'll make a little eye contact if you <laughs> if you want to push for a player, but other than that, you don't need to be too busy in the weeks, you know, in March and uh, April when draft prep is going on and when the draft is taking place. Is it different in Jacksonville? And so I tried to um, ask him that, and he didn't give uh, you know a, a great answer for it. But then Zach followed up, and I thought he basically said, "Yes, I want to have input, yes. more input um, into." personnel here and i wonder if that's sort of i don't want to say lesson learned but he did it one way and now he's saying all right well this could be my last stop i want to do it a different way well the, the, the fascinating news item to go with that or i shouldn't say fascinating i'm overselling it but uh if you recall when doug was hired they were saying they were they were going on a, a search for an yes. executive vice president of football operations right and shad khan put out a statement yesterday 
that they are halting that search. And his stated reason was because of what Doug Peterson's done in instilling like a culture and, and you know system inside the building. And I interpret that as like, all right, Doug sees an opening here, right? Doug sees. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah Doug sees a chance to kind of. He look. Doug's coming in with the ring, right? Doug, uh, I he reminded everybody. I worry yes. about. I worry about Balky, but yeah. Dave Zangaro asked a very good question, um, which which was, "What would you do differently?" Right? And this is like this is the biggest layup, right? You had a year to think what you would do differently, and 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 Doug says, "Other than uh, when a." I'm sorry, other than win another championship, <laughs> yeah, right? Big and flex, big yeah. flex. That's why I, 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 I led the column today because, like, to me, that's what he's selling. Like, right. I, I, I don't need to come in here and, and change. Like, I know what it takes to win. You've, like, like, you will do what I know how to do. This is my system. Yeah, I but also, I, well, go ahead. Well, I also wondered if, um, you know, it seems like the initial plan, like you said, was to bring in somebody uh, in addition to Balky. Doug's greatest strength is that he gets along with people. Yes. So even, you know, if Trent Bulky yeah. and I don't, like, obviously things went, went poorly in San Francisco, and uh, he and Jim Harbaugh had a uh, big issues at the end, but, like, couldn't you see Doug coming in and being like, oh, you know, he's, he's not bad. Like, we just went yeah. golfing, you know. Our, They're with their wives, We're right? with our wives. We hung out. Yeah. Wives. Well, so literally I asked Bulky. What his his biggest impression of, or I guess what Doug's done in to put his imprint on the team, and he talked about the optimism, and he said they joke that Doug's the optimist and Trent's the pessimist, and Trent said, "What's a pessimist?" He says he likes to think that he's a, a, a that he that he's a realist, but a pessimist is really a, a, a I'm sorry, a realist is really just a pessimist. Um, and Did you say that, or he said that? He said that. Okay. And and so he's but he said Doug has that energy and that optimism in everything he does. And uh, that's that's probably to your point. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I was kind of thinking, I mean, it sort of sounded like he was like, all right, you know, I can just imagine meeting where Shad Khan brings Doug in and it's like, all right, do we, who do we want to, like, bring in? Maybe that was part of the initial yep. agreement. Hey, we're going to bring in um, Spielman or somebody else. And then Doug being like, you know, it's kind of it's going okay so far. Yep. Like we don't need to rush and uh, do that right away. And it's a, it, it's also a very interesting point in those two guys' relationships. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bulky b- did build a great 49ers team. I mean that that those teams were loaded. Um, so I mean, it's a small sample, but there was a time where he was at least uh, putting together a very good roster. He's not getting another shot at this. I mean, he kind of oh, fell into this. He wasn't getting another shot, and then he just happened to be the last man standing, whether it's politics or something else. And with Doug, I mean, if this doesn't work out, it took him a while to, you know, it, there was no guarantee that he was even going to get a shot nope. this year. And so they're both at this kind of point where it's like it's got to work out if these are the roles we want. And uh, Doug is an easy guy to get uh, along with. Along with. Bulky might not be, and so the challenge might be more on Doug. But then those were some of my takeaways as I was watching Doug answer those questions. I was kind of buying into. I'll be honest. I was kind of buying into this potentially. You know, I'm having like a bit of a turnaround here as he was talking. Maybe that was just the old, like you know, thinking about 2017 or whatever. But you always want to be. You know, this is good life advice. Like you always want to be replacing the train wreck person. You know? Yeah, and, and well, and it's like it's it's very similar to when he came in following Chip. Like it's the same cla- Like hey, now they they yeah. They, I mean, I don't think that's fair. You don't think that's fair? 
I mean, the come on, I, the just in terms of the just, well, just. yeah, I mean, obviously, like no one is a bigger a hole than Urban, but yeah, but oh, just in terms, in of, terms of the clash of personalities, okay, like okay, hiring the opposite of what yes, was yes, here, like he comes right. in with a fresh face, yeah. and flowers, like I think, yeah, but he's he's used to this. The first no, number one overall pick two years in a row. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, there's nowhere to go but uh, so much cap space, right? Yeah, so two years in a row, quarterbacks in place, cap space, bad like, division, yeah. Any other, uh, like, as you made the rounds in the national uh, press conferences, any other guys catch your, catch your eye? Any uh, new, new potential crushes or uh, um, impressions? Kowesi. Yep. Yes. Adofe Mensa. I don't mm-hmm. want to get it. I, 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 I thought it was Adofo. Adofo Mensa. Cherry yeah. uh, Hill. Yeah, it made an impression on me yesterday as well. Were you there for him, uh, Kowesi's press conference? No, I was. No. That, okay. I, was uh, I think Doug was going at the okay. same time, right? Or... or I just finished? Or? Might have been, yeah. Maybe okay. they walked over uh, after. But uh, he was impressive. Andrew Barry is impressive. Like, I kind of watched those two guys, and I'm like, all right, they're going to be running circles around some of their peers mm-hmm. pretty soon, potentially. Uh, Brandon Bean is a very uh, straight shooter. I, I think he's probably, if I had to say who I think the best GM in the league is, I think it would be mm. Bean. I think teams, like a team like the well, Giants. What was so interesting about what Bean did is he was able to completely change their entire yes core of offensive weapons I think the in, Giants in one or should two just look at that as really you know what they need to do I mean they should be shedding salary if they want to give Daniel Jones a shot that's fine uh, but then they just need to offensive line weapons and then kind of see where you are uh, after that really a lot of these, these teams that are rebuilding I think the Bills had the best rebuilding job uh, of the last what 10 20 years or so. Uh, Chris Ballard is a like he was not pulling any punches. No. I mean, this was not yeah, a strategy. Yeah, the Wentz of, thing was very interesting. Yeah, this was not a strategy of build up Wentz's um, value, yeah. value, and well, then trade it's him. interesting, right? Like, because you would think, think like they went into this with a game plan, right? They knew what they were going to say. Like, do you think it was like they're going, they're trying reverse psychology, trying to like build him up or build him down no. so that to challenge him? I think he's just being honest. I think, think he's just, just an honest, honest, authentic yeah. guy is his personality, and he's just like, you know, it's all already out there. You know, he thinks everybody's kind of, any GM can watch the film we watched, and uh, we just have to be honest about it. Uh, I'm sure, you know, the owner, I think, there plays a large role. So, uh, but yeah, that was very interesting. I mean, that really could happen. At any time, Wentz could be not be a member of the Colts by the time we finish this podcast. But the the uh, I was about to use fascinating. I, I don't want to triple fascinating on this mm. pod here. Um, look, the the part about Wentz's future that's that's been out there. We've seen he was he was fairly honest about the uncertainty there. I, I was really intrigued when he was asked. I believe by our Zach Kiefer from the Athletic, um, uh, what Kiefer. what Carson needs to work on or or it was something like that and he said that um criticism he said when when criticism is is fair and real you need to listen to it when it's when it's 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 not you just brush it off because you know it's it's not legitimate and he said and the criticism about Carson is is mostly fair and it's gonna be really interesting he said it's gonna be really interesting to see the way Carson deals with that um and he thinks Carson's going to do okay with that, but that would indicate, and it's the same thing you saw in Philadelphia, that this is this is an issue Carson has is is like dealing with criticism, dealing with things not going his way, dealing with with uh, you know the, the the rigidness that he has. I mean, I don't think he under. I would guess that Wentz doesn't realize how close his career as a starter in the NFL might be. 
to being over. I think it's. I mean, I think there. I think. I. I think he's going to be out of the league in in a, in twenty twenty three. Really? Is he starting retire? week one next year? Somewhere. I, I think. Yes. I think I yes. yes. And then I think that's it. Where? I said Tampa in my prediction. Okay. So I'll mm. just stick with that. Yeah. Tampa's good. Denver, maybe. Denver. Jeez. That's not going to work out well. Well. Carolina, they all go down in flames. <laughs> they better. If I'm Ballard, can you just keep calling that rule like that? <laughs> yeah. You might be able to get first Pittsburgh? You think Pittsburgh would bite? No. no. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a, ter- an interesting it's a terrible experiment. Fit, but yeah, but I don't think so. There are a lot of teams that need quarterbacks. Yeah. But. Everybody's trying to get out of that middle, mm-hmm. middle ground. So we shall see. Uh, uh, Caitlin Clark, the uh, Iowa basketball player, is a sophomore, uh, thanks to Will Bartlett for that uh, dynamite fact, uh, fact check. The Andre Dillard nugget. I, I thought the Andre Dillard mm. answer by how he was interesting. Wow. Oh, not limiting himself to left tackle? Yeah, he yeah. was like, GMs, listen to this. Just yep. because... Uh, yeah, like, I think it's limiting to him. Uh, well, maybe it's limiting to you. You're, you're the one who make him, like, yeah. my lot of plays right tackle when he well, had to no. play. Like, give me a break. Well, yeah, I mean, it yeah. was limiting because of yeah. Dillard. But, yeah, no, he was asked, uh, you know, about Andre Dillard and... Was it asked in reference to, like, would you trade him, or what was that? Essentially, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. And, and how he started gassing him up, saying that, uh, you know, guys that can move and bend, like Andre. You, mm-hmm. know, you can't find guys like that. It's great great offseason. And he's like, well, I don't really know. I can't <laughs> talk to him. Yeah. Uh, he's talking about offensive line depth, but I don't know. That sounded to me. And then he said the thing about, yeah, you can't yeah. limit him to playing left tackle. Well, yes, you can, because he couldn't play right tackle when you needed him to play right tackle. And when you have an injury, you put him at left tackle, and you move my ladder to right tackle. Yeah, so, yes, you can. We all, we all have eyes and memories. Yeah, so. Basically you, what he's trying to say is that, Another uh, team should yeah, feel like that. Yeah. yeah, that you don't just need to have an opening at left tackle to call us. You can yeah, have an opening right. at right tackle, exactly. and he would fit there. Because your guy could move, too. Like. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. that would not surprise me. What, what would you take for Andre Dillard this offseason? Now, I remember last offseason I was saying I would be hesitant because that backup left tackle is important. He's still got two years left on his contract, but now he's in the final year of his contract. So you're talking about one year. What kind of comp- compensation would you accept in an Andre Dillard trade? Fourth I'll take round? a fourth. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the line for me. Yeah. Fifth, eh, Brian. Out, Fifth, and because you're, you, pro- I mean, you got to wait two year, three years for it at this point. But you probably get a comp pick if he's like he signs a uh, starting deal next off season. I don't know. Maybe. Well, maybe because actually maybe not because theoretically they'll be bigger players. It's the next value year's of trade, having so. a strong. But yeah, backup left tackle versus the pick, and yeah. and two. Uh, I mean, he's pick. a good backup left tackle. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. No, but 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 you mentioned in in your free agency top one hundred and fifty, you know that young left tackles get paid, yeah. right? So if you're in the market, instead of paying someone you know twelve million dollars a year, if you can give a middle round pick and get a guy if if you think he can be a starter for you, but then uh, you're gonna that's have to pay him too after a year if he's after a year. Right. But yeah, that's. Yeah, you could get him for this year. Yeah. If he's great, you could tap. If he's yeah. great, yet uh, as I hate, you know, when coach said, but that is a good problem to have. Yeah. <laughs> if he plays great, then you just, you know, you can pay him or you can tag him or whatever. But uh, you know, Orlando Brown was entering the final mm-hmm. year of his deal last year, and he still got good compensation. Now he's been a yeah, great exactly. player, but yeah. So okay, all any, right. Any other sights and sounds from Indy, or we uh, cut it off and come back tomorrow? Yes. Uh-huh. Do we have guests tomorrow? Hope so. We haven't talked to anybody, but we'll try to wrangle some people. Didn't you talk to someone the other night? I talked to Solak, but I haven't followed up yet. Okay. 
Mm. And how about uh, try to get Tony Pollard? How about the star he's, from he's, last year? He's around in the pen. Okay. Yeah. Anyone else? Les Snead is invited on the podcast. <laughs> he might take. A, he, I, I think he'd come on. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's put it out there. You're the national guy. Send him a text. No. <laughs> any other uh, any other uh, leftover wedding takes that you uh, wanted to get? Have we gotten further discussion from Emily about the uh, recessional? Will she ever talk to yeah, us again? You can always just place that on Bo, by the way. She insists that we were just following the people in front of us, mm-hmm. right? Like in I the, mean, in I think that, yeah, that is I fair. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that. Uh, I, so. I mean, you gotta, yeah, you're, you're still doing the Howie thing. You've got to find a good scapegoat. That's good. <laughs> That's literally what I will all, part of the deal. First off, I will always defend Emily. So look, oh, say no, how? not Emily. The other people on the aisle. Okay, yeah, no, but if, yeah. if if there's anyone who who messed up, it was me, not Emily. Okay, let's let's let's, let's, let's let the record keep your keep your pants on and fall. Don't fall on the sword. You know, you know. Trying to pull that back. <laughs> I know that's right. Fully, yeah. 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 Love yeah. doing that. He, he does this in actual <laughs> conversations. Like there'll be a reference, and then the conversations end. Day. And he tries to make the like this is the a kicker. Sitcom. Yeah, it knows. This is a how you have a conversation. That yeah. is not no. I yeah, disagree. that's how every Seinfeld episode ends, yeah, right? That's yeah, what he tries to do. Yeah, they they hold oh, a hole in yeah. one, right? You know, it's not like a. It, that's just how my mind works. It's not. It's a brilliant know. mind. Well, well, that's definitely up for debate. Uh, I, you know what, I had uh, uh, a few a few tears during the uh, during the the evening. Okay, well, the what were they like? Like Mike Sandow? No, not, yeah, no, T E A R S. Oh, okay, all right. Why did I, why did I emphasize the E when they, but anyway, right. uh, during the ceremony, during the. Uh, well, what during the ceremony got you? Uh, talking about um, Marissa's grandmother. Okay. That got me a little was bit. That's a good one, yeah. Uh, there was one, uh, I think maybe during Marissa's vows that got me, if I remember correctly. I remember there were two slight ones during the uh, ceremony and two during the reception. The reception? Okay. Yeah, there was one emo- reception. Yeah, uh, I remember one. Her sister, when right. the maid of honor speaks, she was getting choked up. She's getting choked up. I'm going to get choked up. I mean, let's be fair. And then I forget what the other one was. But yeah, but I was I was surprised at how that I didn't cry more. I'm usually a big wedding crier, so mm. just having such a good time. I just want Marissa to know, listening from Hawaii, out of sight but not out of mind. We've uh, we've been talking you up. Uh, I mean, there is there is a real problem. If they made it to the end of this podcast, <laughs> on their like honeymoon. anybody, yeah, yeah. not just Marissa, I would yeah. say. All right, okay. What are the commenters saying? I don't have it in front of me. Not a lot. They're asking okay. for pictures of Fran Duffy's thigh. So hopefully, we can get that as well. Okay. Yeah, we fascinating listeners. That'd be good. Uh, all right, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. Back tomorrow at some point. Not sure exactly when yet, but we'll figure that out. So for Sheil, Zach, uh, Will, Ken. Marissa, Michael, and Elijah. And Bo, thanks for listening. Thanks to Howie Roseman for joining us. And as always, we love you. Birds with friends.